Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in Hawks fans. Your boy Bryce is back at it again for another Believe in Hawks episode. And as you can see on the screen, we have a special guest with us today, Marlon. Coming into the show, Hawks fan as well, to talk about some Hawks, obviously not talking about the greatest game in the world from yesterday, which we'll break down on today's episode, but a guy who knows his stuff, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. It's a good day today. Can't complain. That's definitely good, man. Same here, man. Same here and everything like that. So we're going to talk about yesterday's game against the Pacers, man. We're going to talk about the Hawks trade rumors as it intensified once again from more uh, just reports coming from different reporters around the league and then just other stuff that may be also going on also around the league as well. So obviously, guys, before we get into it, before we start talking about it, don't forget to subscribe and like the channel. Uh, go show some love to the video. Also, if you're listening to audio, same thing. Leave a rating or a review on the pod. Appreciate all feedback, everything under the sun. Appreciate you guys just tuning in and listening. Let me be a part of your day, man, and everything under the sun. Marlon, let me know where they can find you real quick. Um, all my socials are at Marlon's Room. And, uh, yeah, man, anything graphic design related, I got a foot in. So, yeah, Marlon's room. Yeah, and he actually put out some pretty – he actually puts out some pretty good work. So, guys, definitely need to go check that out and show him some love and support him as well. But let's go ahead and dive into it, Marlon. So, obviously, yesterday the Hawks coming off probably their worst defeat of the season, especially by margin uh, yesterday, uh, letting up 150 points to the Indiana Pacers in a game that frustrated a lot of fans. And I think – with all the reports that we've been hearing recently, it's been it it, it it would seem like the worst timing to have a game like that. Just starting off the bat, what were your initial impressions of the game and, and what happened against the Pacers? I mean, the Hawks, you know, they're a really good first quarter team. And at the beginning, they shut off and then like kind of through halftime, after on third quarter, they kind of just start to just wither. I don't know. I think really, I may need like a, a big man shooter. Like, like, O can shoot, but I mean, they need a guy who's like, they know every night he's going to hit three or four threes just to make, just just for more space and purposes. And then, I don't know, defense is just, I don't know. Because, like, I've seen Hawks play defense, but I don't know, something about after the third quarter, around the third or fourth quarter where they just kind of, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is, and it's tough. And that's obviously been an issue for – you know, even from last year, defense has been an issue and something that, you know, you would hope that would improve this year. And it's been it's reared its ugly head at multiple times. But at the end of the day, I think with this team, especially against the Pacers, who if you watch the Pacers this year, they're a very high scoring team. They're a team that, you know, you got to get ready. To, you got to get ready to play offense against them, but you got to still got to get ready to play defense. Because like I said, they can run you out the gym through through gym just shooting. And it just seemed like the Hawks came out kind of flat a little bit, too, with, with with how they played. You have to play with a lot of energy when you're playing the Pacers, too. And I think when you get off to those those slow starts and then you have the deficit, it's just hard to come back from it. And it never really improved as the game went on, and especially, like you said, in the second half. It seems like that's where the Hawks usually, if it is competitive or if they have a lead, that's when things start to change or get worse. And, you know, just just was not was not their night at all. Yeah, I was so, at the game the other day when they played um... – who was it? The last home game. Who did they play? What team was it? I forgot. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. So I'm at the game. We up by a good amount. And, like, we had some friends who don't usually come to the game often. They were like, oh, yeah, okay, the Hawks got a little win. And I'm talking to them, like, just wait. At the halftime, it's, 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 not, it's not over yet. 
Literally <laughs> go from 18, okay, to 15, back to 18, 18, 8, up, not 6, now it's tied, now we down. It's just, I don't know, I think they really got to just, I don't even know if they really need another player or need to make any trades. I think they might just have to sit down and just kind of kumbaya and just kind of have like a little little meeting and just, they have a lot of talent. You got shooters, you got bogey, you got DeJounte Trey, you got big man. You have a really deep, you know, even Trent Forrest starting to get in there. Who I think we have the players, but I don't know if it's like a internal thing or not, or they just got to sit down and kumbaya and just kind of figure out what's going on. But I don't think they have talent. And they probably have a good eight-man roster, eight, eight the eight-man, like, deep little rotation they can go through. But yeah, I don't know. Even when Tyrese and them came to uh, to to um, to Atlanta, he went crazy. But it was a high – it was a – both teams couldn't guard a sheet of paper that night. But it's a good mm-hmm. high-scoring, you know, a high-scoring game. But I don't know what it is with the Hawks. They just got to uh, – I mean, they just got to really figure out just little things. I don't know they have to sit down and talk with each other. But just defensively-wise, I just feel like they're not – they're just not a – they're not. They don't play defense the whole game. Hmm. And yeah, in the fourth maybe, but the whole game, I don't think. They, I think they just kind of get comfortable and chill. But that's a lot of teams, though. Teams aren't really locking on defense. Like for practice, I don't think they're really practicing defensive slides and rotations. It's kind of just to go out there and fill it out type of deal. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, obviously, you know, defense has changed, and obviously, skill of the game has increased. But you know, defense isn't as prominent as it used to be, and everything like that. But you know, I think, you know, like you said, no Oklahoma City game, we've, we've seen examples of, of them having a lead and almost blowing a lead. I mean, I remember I said in the last episode, uh, Bob Raffern on commentary mentioned that in the last previous eight games, the Hawks had double digit leads and they were four and four in those games. So they're able to compete against whoever they're playing, but they just with the defensive issues that creates uh, problems where they can't hold on to leads or the game gets closer than you really think it should get. And especially against the Pacers, I think that that kind of you know, led the way. But I think also, too, I think a lot of people felt like yesterday offense let them down. I mean, DeJounte had 30, but outside of that, the highest score guy was Bogey with 16. You know, Trey didn't have a good day. Jalen was okay in the first half, but second half, you know, you know, it's like the game just was not there. Bay's been struggling a lot this year. He's been very inconsistent with his shot, you know. And then you got three from Okongu, six from Garrison, six from Trent. I mean, yeah, we got some crunch time. In, I mean, some, like, garbage time in some Seth and Bruno and AJ, but it just realistically within the heat of the game, the Hawks just didn't get the same offensive output they're used to getting, you know, because they're used to scoring 120, 130 a game. I think it was just a bad night. I think it was just a bad night. I don't think that game really – did it lose by 40? Was it 40? It was like about 34. 34. I feel like that. I feel like yesterday doesn't really up or – wasn't really up or down the season. But let me ask you this. Do you think the Hawks need – Draymond Green? Um, I personally know because I just – I think – here's the issue. With Jalen's emergence, you don't want to do anything that will stunt his growth. And I don't know if Breaking and Draymond is necessarily going to improve the team that much. And I also don't want it to stunt his growth as well. Because Draymond is kind of basically a point forward for Golden State. And I think Jalen could be that for Atlanta. So you and you really don't want two point forwards in your starting. I don't, I don't see Draymond being a point four anywhere else besides Golden State. I feel like he'd just be uh just like a you know a defensive anchor. Maybe talk on defense. Cause I I, I don't hear anyone on uh, Atlanta really Hey back, 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 left, left, left. Oh you you good, you good. I don't really hear that. And I go to every home game. I don't I feel like they need somebody like that. I'm not bringing the ball up and point forward and playmaking. 
no, I did all that. Not, not that's only that's only a Golden State thing. But I just feel like somebody like that an anchor who, will, you know, really tell or get Clint Wild. Hey, no, you could, hey, you could like. Just, I don't really hear any talking or anything like that from the bench or on the court. No, I mean, I, I get that for sure. I mean, I think too the thing is though, Draymond's older too, so it's like, what do, what do you want from him? That's the question. If you're because I mean, he's not going to give you. I mean, he, he has the he, every player has that occasional night where they can score, but I mean, what what do you? What are you getting from him? Especially like, you know, because you don't want to bring him in there for him to give you five, five and five. You know, I think you you want something more productive from that spot. So even though only, you're right about the defensive communication. Yeah, I think he's only five and five because he's in Golden State. So he's not even looking at the basket. But I feel like if he went somewhere else, got a fresh start, then he could, you know, go back up to 10. And just that defensive, like, you know, with someone out like, Missing assignments, who would get on, you know, I feel like the Hawks might miss an assignment. And it's like a, eh, it's cool. It's not like Draymond, like really, you know, I feel like he really let people know, let him have it, you know, just something like a little anchor defensively that really, you know, keep everybody in line and like a, just like a quarterback out there. Like, let's say you might get beat back door, he might say, hey, listen, it's coming up again. Watch that. Watch that. Like, something like who can just really, that's just my opinion. I feel like they need, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, we're hearing, and I'm sure you've heard of too, all the rumors right now of players connected to the team and um, potentially guys getting moved. I mean, they even think about from Golden State, Jonathan Kaminga. I don't know if you saw that tweet about potentially the Hawks being interested in him. I don't know how you feel about him uh, from Golden State. Who, who was all on that, on that potential trade again? Uh, Jonathan Kaminga. They said there, there was a tweet that was like, Atlanta may have interest in acquiring him because he's unhappy in Golden State right now. For, uh, for who? I don't think there was like an actual trade construction. So, like, hypothetically, who would you want to see that work for? Um, I mean, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna trade, if we got Kaminga, then I'm assuming I, I would assume at the center of these trades, DeAndre Hunter would be at the center of these trades. I would assume. I don't know what does what does Kaminga do better than uh? See, it's weird to see because Kaminga in that system, he's you know, so I can't see him doing anything other than just being a power forward. You know what I mean? Slashing and cutting. I feel like we already got enough slashes and cutters, but I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. hey, it feels like he hasn't. He's not reaching his potential in Golden State, or he can't reach his potential to Steve Kerr. So he feels like he could bring a lot more to the table. And I think some people are also high on Kaminga because of that. They feel like he can bring more if given the opportunity. I don't know. Can he shoot the ball? Is he a shooter? Three point shot isn't the best. That is that is one of his weaknesses right now in his game. I know he can dribble ISO and go to the cup. But I, I haven't really seen. I don't. I don't like. It's not really hard to do. You know what I mean? I feel like it's not going somewhere else. It's just like, all right, you're gonna need ISO, go to the cup and try to dunk. Is that really? I was like, I don't know his full potential. I was watching the Give Rings podcast. I stay up on basketball knowledge and mm-hmm. podcast stuff like that. Give it a says in your third year in the NBA, this is this is who you are. This this is what you this is who you are. This, this is this is what you do. This is who you are. And I got one of my best friends. He played with the Bears for the last five years. He was in XFL last year. And he said, even the NFL. And so by year three, this is this is what you are. Kaminga is in what? Year, this is year four? Actually, I don't no, know. This, 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 this is three. This is three for him, isn't it? Yeah, this is three. Thanks, He came in with Jalen and Moses Moody. Yeah, yeah, those are my guys. So this is year three. So whatever you're doing now, I, I mean, the season's still going on. I mean, he's still young. But I feel like whatever you do after this year, it's just that's just who you're going to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, that could potentially be it. But, I mean, I could also make this suggestion, too. I mean, even though we saw flashes of with Jalen the first two years, he really wasn't given that opportunity till this year to show the two-way player. Year, year three. Year three. What do we see? 
So, but he was given the opportunity. And I think that's Kaminga's case. He's not given the opportunity. What's given? Like, define given. Like, the so, given opportunity? So, basically. Because I'm a big believer. You're not giving anything. You go and, you go and take it. You go and make it happen. Yeah. Like, like so, you know, Jalen, you know, Jalen's been the first person in the gym for the last three years. Hey, I, I so feel like from like, what I've seen in the offseason, I know he's working. He's been the first person consistently in the gym for the last three years. So given, I don't, I feel like you got to, they, they see it. They track who comes in. They see the hours you do. They, they know what's going on. So I don't know what Kamika's doing to not, you know, to be sitting down the last 18 minutes of the game. I don't know if it was, but I don't know. I just know. I feel like the work shows. Like, if you really, really, really do what you're supposed to do, I feel like, you know, it shouldn't take three years is a good enough time to, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, but obviously, you know, there's some guys who have late, who are late bloomers. I mean, it happens, you know. It, it, it's, it's, it's a crazy game uh, with all different opportunities and guys getting different situations. So, I mean, and then, you know, there's a couple other – I mean, mainly most of the young players in Golden State aren't happy. But, you know, that, that, that could be a whole, whole other topic right there. Um, yeah, I see Mo, that's what they say, Moses and Jonathan. But, I mean, Moses probably I can see because I remember one game, me and my friend watching it, I think he scored like three or four times in a row, and then he just came out the game. And I was, that's probably one thing. But I don't know. I just feel like if you're in practice, you're really just cooking, like every day cooking. It's like Jordan Poole. He was in the G League. He was kind of, you know, he was – I think he was statistically the worst player in the NBA his rookie year. And then his second year he, he came back. Started hooping and going crazy. Then he ended up winning the championship. So I feel like to go from the G League to starting and Golden State, the same team, same coach, same core. I don't know. I don't mean I don't. I don't know what John Kimi, what Kimi, he's doing in the offseason. I don't know what his practice or anything. I'm not saying he's not doesn't work hard, but I'm just saying like I just feel like if you're just undeniably just cooking every day in the gym, working out, going back again, training, going back again, watching film, calling your coaches, talking to him, then I feel like you gotta, you know. But I mean, he's hooping though, right? He, he's balling right now, though. I mean, Draymond's out. I want to see what happens when, you know, when he comes back. What they're gonna do with that? But mm. I mean, luckily, I have a, actually I have a friend that's a Golden State fan. Uh, Kaminga played thirty-seven minutes last night. And actually, had the highest plus-minus on Golden State when they beat Detroit. So I know he was he was he messaged me about that. It was just like, see what happens when you play him. I said, listen, man, I, <laughs> listen, I don't know what's going on over there, but hopefully things work out for you guys. But uh, yeah, I mean. Okay, let me ask you about this thing. Let me ask you about this thing. So, what do you what do you think about what do you think about the Dejounte situation? What do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about his fit with the team? What do you think about everything that's going on with him? Because he's he's at the big peak uh the big peak of trade rumors with people thinking he's requested the trade even though no one's actually said it yet. I think losing fixes everything. I feel hey, like, winning? I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, you get it. I feel like winning, I feel like winning faces everything. Now, let's say this season, what, what's the Hawks record? What, 14 and 18? 20? I think 14 it's 20. I think so you watch and I watch. So let's say out of those 20 losses, 10 of those yep. were in our hands and we dropped them. So if we're 24 and 10, does that, people will still want to leave? Whatever's going on internally, I don't know what's going on, but like, do you still want to leave? Are you winning? But if you're close and you keep losing, I feel like losing, you know, good teams don't say, oh, we need a trade. If you're winning, oh, we need a trade. But as soon as you get to losing, it's just like, you know, even with the Lakers, like, they started off pretty good. Then they, they watered down after the playing tournament. Before, that, before the playing tournament, now they were, oh, this is the team we need. But when you get to losing, you get to, you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. even Jonathan Kaminga. If they would have won that game versus Denver, you think he would have? You think he would have? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Am I happy with my minute? Yeah, you y'all you didn't play the last quarter some change. Y'all lost. I feel like you know be losing. It's like you playing two K when you play with your homies. You keep losing over and over again. You just mm-hmm. thinking, man, I need the players to play with me. I can't do this job. But winning just I don't think winning cares at all. I think they just gotta get a little streak, and then um, hopefully Dejounte stays. I like I like him. He's a cool guy. He's a better person than he is basketball player. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's always been great. I mean, I just remember how he's been so uplifting to a lot of the players like Jalen, uh, how he was not the guys like AJ, especially last year, um, how he's been big for them. And, you know, even now, you know, I think people people are trying to, you know, make it seem like, oh, he's just maybe not as good or he's not this. And I'm like, well, God, I mean, he, he's playing a different role. I mean, he was a point guard in San Antonio. He's a two here uh, who plays point guard when Trey comes off the floor. And so that's been an adjustment period for him. And I mean, I think, you know, I think through some things the last few weeks, liking some tweets about maybe not getting the proper rotations in terms of playing time. And then also uh, it seemed like he was maybe going through a downtime uh, mental health. Obviously AJ also went through that recently, uh, but he had a little mental health check and it seems like he's in a better place now, which I'm, I'm, I'm glad for. And I hope he's okay. Um, so, which has resulted in him having probably one of a, he's had a pretty solid last three games, I would say from him as well. So I think that, you know, he's done a lot of good things for them, but, I mean, from what you've seen, you know, do you feel like him and Trey have have played well off of each other through what you've seen so far? I mean, I think so. And then that third and fourth quarter, everybody falls apart. So I don't know, you know, like first half, yeah, but second half, I just, you know, I just don't know. But I just know losing, you're losing. And you're losing the teams you should beat, you know, you're probably like, we were up, what's going on? So I just feel like if you got, if they were if they won eight or nine more games, then none of these things would you know come out. Yeah, I get it, that. I get that. Be a, you know, I feel like even like with the like with the Golden State situation, they were up twenty with five minutes left. As soon as they lose, just randomly Moses Moody and, and uh, Kaminga just I don't, I mean we didn't they just say yeah they want to get out. So like the people just said after the game who they talked to I'm sure after the game they probably went straight home. So who's getting these, you know, who's getting these 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 reports that oh as soon as the game is over and then twelve hours later in the morning, you wake up the next day and they playing over there in the West Coast time. So they're really done playing around twelve midnight. So mm-hmm. then you wake up at eight in the morning and it's just oh they they're they're not happy. Where did that come from? How'd you get this? Hey man, they saying they they said they text shams right after the game. <laughs> yeah, they just call them, hey man, I'm not happy. I just don't know. Hey, that's what they said about you, uh, if the if if Dejounte were to leave, who would you want to replace him? Um, I think that's actually interesting. I think that leaves an interesting spot at the two. Um, I've I've said that obviously Bogey could be the two, but I think personally Quinn wants to keep him on the bench for just the offensive firepower he can bring off the bench, and he's been a good six man. Um, which I agree. He's, with. he's slowly creeping into my top ten favorite players in the NBA. Yeah, like, he's so nice. He's so nice. So my roommate is. Uh, it's Jalen's manager. So we go to the games. The games are at 7.30. We go to, we leave the house at 5.30. We get there at 6. And we watch the players shoot around and warm up. I can't I can't remember the last time I saw Bogey hit rim on the shot. It's just so pure. It just comes yeah, off. Yeah. It just comes off the same way every time. He does that thing where he pivots and he spins around in a circle. And then he just spins <laughs> back around. And then he just lets it fly. And it's just, he's, man, he's so nice. Yeah, bogey, bogey, especially especially because his knee right, his knee right being this year, you've seen it, you saw it if you if you watch any FIFA play, and you've seen it now in the season, he he got himself right, and you can see his shots going down for sure. But I mean, if we 
if we move off DeJounte, I mean, it just, I mean, it depends if we make a trade, are we getting a two back? I know people have connected him to the Lakers. Some people are talking about Austin Reeves, maybe. I don't know how you feel about Reeves. Um, you know, do you do it from within? I mean, you have Bufkin, who is supposed to be a combo guard. Do you go with him maybe there? Is AJ potentially back in the fold? I mean, it, it kind of depends if you want to do it in-house or outside of the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing because I don't know who we get back from L.A. I just don't know who we get back. Danza Russell is probably my favorite point guard in the NBA. So I don't know if he'd work with – I mean, I'm sure he'll play the two. I don't know. But, no, what's your – um? Let's uh. Let's talk about the game from before when Jalen had 28. What did you mm-hmm. What do you feel on that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? When Jalen had 28, the emergence because I've been a I mean a Hawks fan probably well, since this year, but like you've probably been down for a while. But like, what's your What's it like to see a person you saw get drafted, didn't get time under Nate, and then get a little more time once once uh, Quinn came, and now he's starting and he gets hurt when he's going nuts and he comes back and he didn't miss a beat. Like, what are you, like what's it like to see? Because I'm a, I was a Bucks fan before, so I saw Giannis mm-hmm. from start to finish. So, mm-hmm. what's it like to potentially see a, a match player just unfold before your eyes? Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing with Jalen is, you know, obviously, I know when he came out of Duke, you know, he had the, you know, he left season early. Oh, is he committed to the game? Is he committed to the team? Da 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 da. That was the worst. That's what I'm talking about. Can I swear here? Huh? Can I swear on here? Or no. I mean, that's fine. I just got to mark it not for kids. It's fine. <laughs> See, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, like these just narratives just come out. They just they just weren't just thrown out the blue. I remember, so, like, when Jalen, you know, like, his family, it was like, hey, you know, we think it's best that you work on. You know, hey, it was, it was his family making the decision. The coaches and family said, hey, you might as well just go ahead and get ready because we know you're, you don't need college. You, you know, this, but I'm, I'm watching these things on TV and these experts and these ex-players and these reporters saying, yeah, Jalen's posse has his head messed up, and I'm told this and this. And I'm like, posse? You don't got no posse. He, hang out, he got two dogs he hang out with, brothers, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I'm in the fold a little bit, and uh, his best friend who's his manager. But besides that, he doesn't have a posse of people. He doesn't have a bunch of strangers around him. He doesn't, like, after the game, goes home, eats. Watch, we watch more We watch more hoop. Late at night, he's trying to go to the gym and shoot. 930, he's. I just got to shoot. I ain't shoot. I'm just going to shoot in the gym. Like, he doesn't have a posse. He doesn't have a group of people. If he goes to the game, he's not. Everyone with him has a purpose. Not like this. All this is my man's. Like, everyone either does something. You know, everyone's a part of the unit. Like, your manager. You know, I do his graphic design. But it's just weird to see, like, that's why I got to. Unless I talk to somebody in person, I just never believe what I see on Twitter. Because they'll let you They'll let you yeah. think that, you know, I doubt. Like, Kaminga says, hey, I don't like. Everyone don't like. Of course, you don't like your time. You just think you didn't play the last 18 minutes. You know, like Jalen, he just left out of no for no reason. He has a posse. I just don't believe in none of the things I see on TV. Yeah, I thought that for sure, man. I get that for sure, man. Because like, I didn't really like take that much into it because I knew he was talented. I said, I said at that time, uh, I think the Hawks got a steal because I know what type of talent he is. It's just a matter of seeing it, and it sucks that you know under Nate, Nate really didn't have a plan for Jalen. I think that was a big issue, and so it was kind of like he didn't, and he was saying he wasn't developing guys. And, everything like that. And so I was just like, why? Like, especially last year, because I'm like, one of the biggest things the Hawks needed was wing help. And Jalen was a wing who could help the team. And you saw flashes. I've seen a podcast. I think it might have been Boogie Cousins. It might have been either Boogie Cousins or Darius Miles. I forgot what podcast it was. But he was saying, like, when he got to the league, you know, he was on a team and Nate Miller was the head coach. And he was like, yeah, man, I just 
couldn't do my couldn't be myself. I couldn't do nothing really. And then I forgot what team it was, but he said after Nate when after Nate left, they brought in Quinn Snyder, and he said from there my career just took off and I got to flourish. I got a I'm sure he did research and figure out what team they both they did this pattern before, but I forgot what player it was. But I was watching, and I was like, dang, that's crazy how other players who played 10, 15 years ago they going through the same thing. I'm not knocking that, but it's just it's crazy to see another talented player. I forgot who it was, but it was like a household name. I forgot who it was, but he was a mm-hmm. really good player. So I'm thinking, wow, that's crazy how some coaches can really, you know, hinder hinder a player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that, man. So. You know, when we saw the flashes, um, I was I was really basically just like, yeah, he should he should. I I was like, hey, we need to give Jalen run. Like, we need to give this man playing time. Like, I was big. I was pushing the narrative all last year. Like, we need to get Jalen Johnson the ability to play because he does well when he plays. And I don't understand how he can have a game where in like ten minutes he'll give you eight points, four rebounds, and a couple assists, and then this man Nate would say, all right, you're not playing the next game. Like, it didn't make sense to me. So. Obviously, when Quinn came in and actually gave him the ability to play, you could actually see it. And then having a full offseason where I assumed that Quinn was like, hey, next year you're going to be a big part of this team. And now, now yeah, I, saw, I, saw, um, I saw a video on YouTube. It was after the game. And Quinn was like, oh, no, it was a practice. He said, yeah, um, I like Jalen when he gets the ball and just pushes it. And like, just pushes it. I'm just like, pass. He's a really good passer. He has great vision. Yeah, me, really, the, what brings me the most joy is when he get the ball off the rebound. <laughs> push that bitch down the court, and then dunk it. I just lose my mind because on 2K, that's what I do a lot. So when he do that, I just mm-hmm. I just, I just like to see that gallop and that one leg and just take off. Mm-hmm. And it's just – I don't feel like that even opens up the court for other players. Like his lobs to O, like he gets to transition, just pops it up to O. And just – I don't know. Is there a world where – is there a world where we let go of Trey? Do you, do you see that? Um, Voluntarily, no. I think – I think the I think the plan should be moving forward is you build around Trey and you build around Jalen. You have a guard, you have a, you a guard, uh, elite wing, and then you kind of just put play pieces around it that fit both of their play styles that can help them maximize, but also maximize the talent that you bring around them uh, for both of them. Because, I mean, I just feel like realistically they both I, – I just feel like, you know, there's no reason to move Trey. I, I just don't – I mean, like, he's he's been the face of this franchise. The city has embraced him. He's embraced the city. I mean, he's he's done great things. We all remember the 2021 Eastern Conference Finals run, uh, how uh, pivotal he was in that. I just, I mean, I, I, huh? Are we still hold, are you guys still hold on to that? How, I, mean, how, I mean, how long until that? Like, until you okay? Let's say he never gets back to that. How long do we? How long do the Hawks? I mean, I'm not necessarily holding on to it. I'm just sometimes I you, you break it up just because it's one of those things where it's like this is what something he has did so if he can get back to here. It's like almost like a pedestal uh, uh, way where it's like, all right, if we can do this, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Cause I mean, even in December, he had one of the best months of December for a player in NBA history. So, I mean, if, you know, he didn't have a good game last night. I mean, I'm first person to say, yeah, trade didn't play well last night, but a lot of people did. So, I mean, I, just, I mean, all we got to do is bounce back from it. That's all you really can do. <laughs> you just got to bounce back from it. It's a long season, 82 games. So if you're a GM, how long until you until you break the Hawks up? Because I think that's why Bob Myers left out of left out of Golden State because he can see that, you know, he can see that. All right, we gotta. Like, I feel like he thinks all right, Clay's not the same. We gotta get rid of him. We're not get rid of Draymond, but that probably worked with some feathers. So he just stepped down. I mean, I feel like right now um, with Quinn, I think you know, I think you should stay committed to trying to be competitive, but. 
you may have to retool some things, so you may have to change some pieces out around you. Um, like I said, I don't think Jalen or Trey is going to be moved. I just think they're maybe trying to. They might try to retool some things. Obviously, DeAndre Hunter, I guess, will be the main person who probably moved. I don't know what they'll do with Clint, even though I would like to see OO be a starter, just you know, to give him a chance to kind of draft him. He just gave him an extension. Let like let okay, let's see if he's worth it or not. Like legitimately in a starting role. The same player. I feel like Clint. Oh, if I squint and be like this. I feel like O is better just offensive player. Clint, Clint pretty much is a better rebounder and probably shot blocker. I think O is a better defender and offensive player. So it kind of gives you two different things. And then after that, you move your backup center. That's going to be Bruno, who can also shoot. Or um, you bring someone else in through trade, hypothetically, and stuff like that. I mean, you, we got to see how that all, how all that kind of works out. I mean, I've even seen people try to connect us to Miles Bridges. I I don't know how you feel about him, but I mean, just, I mean, I, mean it, I, I separate the off court with the with the with the. Uh, I separate that. I just, mm-hmm. Watching basketball, watching basketball. People do what they do. Which so is, I, uh, yeah, which is really crazy. Speaking of off court, when I was at the game with West Thunder, the hate Josh Giddy gets is so crazy. Oh yeah, I heard I heard the crowd. Oh, oh, boy. Every time he got the ball, I'm thinking, did he know? He probably didn't know. He was 19. He wasn't supposed to be in the club either, and they just hate him so much. I just, I don't think he's ever gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna live that down. And I think the trade deadline is gonna get rid of him. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Thunder's in a good spot right now, so I don't know if they're gonna do that. I don't know because I don't know. He can't really shoot the ball well, and like he's rebounding passer. Do you really need a rebounding passer? You really need to pay a guy. Uh, what do you do? I rebound and pass well. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need that. Like, is this Giddy's third year? Two, I think it might be his third. Okay. Yeah, he, I think he picked before Jalen. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I don't think, do okay. you need it, guy? Hey, what do you do? Oh, I pass and rebound really well. Pay me a bunch of money. He's, like, oh, we, I don't think they're gonna. I mean, he, they might offer him like the lowest, the lowest, lowest. Like here's the minimum or something low. But I don't know. Do you keep that? I know that. I know that other thing going on. Do you? You know, do you? It's just a mixture. Do you really nice? No, no. I'm still on the road. Like Miles Bridges. He, you know, what he did. Hey. It's like, do you do you keep uh do you keep him? I don't know, talent. John Morant, you know, do you keep? If like you keep him, you know, if they're but yeah, Giddy can't shoot, can uh just pass him. You know, I don't know. Like if me, and you go to the park. We're trying to pick somebody up to go play with us. Mm. We we have a lifetime. Who you got? Oh, what do you do? Oh, he just he can pass and rebound. He's gonna be. I don't know. What I'm gonna do with that. I'm dead. Nah, Giddy, Giddy, Giddy's had his moments, though. He's had his moments, though. I, I just think Oklahoma, you know how Oklahoma City is, bro. They're like a family over there, bro. They keep everybody together. They keep the core together. He's technically considered a part of the core. So I feel like, especially with them finally having success for the first time in years, I feel like, you, you, as, as most GMs would, they're just going to see how the season plays out. And then if they need to make changes, they'll make changes, you know? Because I feel like when you have these super young teams like they do, you don't, you know, you're not at that point maybe where veteran teams are, where they're like, all right, let's see if we can, Mitch and match a guy here, da 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 da. Oklahoma City is like the young team that's emerging, and so I think usually, especially with Sam Presti, what he did before, he'll play it out and then see what he what he needs to do from there. So if the playoffs started today, who do you want first? Who do you want to see the Hawks play? The playoffs start today. Who do you who do you want? Are you talking about like like in terms of the top four seeds in the East or? Oh, like no, like let's say we make the playoffs, not play in. Who do you want to see the Hawks play first round? I mean, the way they play, man, I don't know. I guess if we could get the Knicks, I guess. It just... <laughs> Knicks, 
And I feel like they're turning around. I don't know if they're gonna make. I feel like they're gonna turn around because it's not. I don't know. I, I feel like if you're, they're always in it and they end up losing. I feel like that's a, to me that's a good team. Like if you're getting like every day, you just know oh you're gonna win. Like with the Hawks, you don't know. You, it's not just all about the win. I just know I'm gonna win. Like I don't know. And they don't lose too many times. They're like the Pistons. I kind of want. I don't know who I want first round. I really want the best team possible to get out of the way. I mean, that's technically Boston right now. So, and they got better from last year. I, I take. I I don't think Boston's better than Milwaukee, even though the record doesn't show it. And like, I just feel like. Every year Boston got past Milwaukee, Giannis was hurt. So even with Christoph Brzingis and I guess the all-star push for Derek White, you still ain't Andrew Holiday. You Ooh. still don't feel, Ooh. huh? Christoph, Chris, Chris what has what is he, uh, he done? Is he... I mean, hey, listen, he's, he was the first unicorn apparently, so hey. You know, I remember Boston had a big wall. They had Al Horford and Robert Williams. I'm dead. Robert Williams. Now, Robert, Robert Williams used to get hurt a lot. Listen, listen, listen. Robert Williams wears the same LeBrons every game, right? I'm he dead. wears the same. <laughs> off season. Listen, listen, listen. Let me let him play. He, he wears the same LeBrons every season. I mean, I know every game. Knee pads, elbow pads, double sleeves, T-shirt, neck tattoo, dark skin with dreads. Okay, okay. Him Now, you got him down there. He's there literally just to play defense and lock up at a high-level lob threat. You got Al Horford down there, cool. Marcus Smart. You got to build a wall. They had, yeah, like you had a, you had a wall. If you were, if you take it, now he's out of there. He's gone, you know. And there's Porzingis down there. That wall doesn't seem to. That wall doesn't seem too sturdy. I mean, and, hey, and like Robert Williams, he, he's not there to score, so he can just all his energy, defense, defense, Giannis push wall, hands up, contest, contest, contest. Porzingis, if he's really down there battling with Giannis. Take Giannis on full speed. Does he want to shoot the ball? Is his shot a little flat? Does his shot fall a little flat? First game, cool. But after three, four games, is he, oh, I don't want to. I'm too tired. I can't shoot this ball. I'm not really conditioned. To, you know what I mean? It just looks, to me, it just looks a lot different. Yeah, I mean. That, that, I mean, that wall. Tatum, cancel each other out. Brown, they're, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I just, but I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> huh? Drew Holiday? <laughs> they got the a bunch just let go for scoring 10 points. Scoring six, you scoring six. If you scoring six, the guy Jimmy Butler scored 100 points on. The guy Jimmy scored 100 on the two games. Hey, man. Hey, listen, if Drew Holiday scores 25 and beats us in the playoffs, then I just don't see that happening. I just behind Jalen Brown, the Jason Tate, I don't know. And Prisini, he's the fourth option over there. He was third over here. Yeah, I don't know if he dropped the option to score more. I don't know. I just don't. don't Who's the Go ahead, Derek huh? White. No, he's a he's yeah. a baller. He's definitely a baller, but I haven't seen him in the, he, his resume. What does Shaq say? He doesn't have G fourteen classification. When it comes to the playoffs, I don't see. I've never seen him. Never seen him do anything in the playoffs. Like I just got to see it. I'm not saying he can't, but I just got to see it. What do you do? You really have that in? You know, like Trey Young. I've seen him in the playoffs. I've seen him go bucket for bucket versus Chris Middleton. Come down, but I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, Giannis. I've seen it. Even Dame, I hit never one, but I've seen him clutch up. I've seen him send teams home. When the moment gets, when it's up here, when it's, you know, I don't know if Derek, Derek White's going to fold. I don't know if he's going to just, you know, even Drew Holiday. I've seen him at the highest, but I've also seen him fold. After that year, after that championship in Milwaukee, I haven't really seen him, you know, do anything too crazy. But I do believe in, I do believe, you know, he'll, he's going to be a good player for the Celtics, mm-hmm. which is a great pickup, especially after losing Marcus Smart. 
Who's your favorite? Give me your. Can I get your top five favorite players in the NBA right now? Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be like you're the best, but just like five players you just love to watch. It doesn't even have to be household names. It could be a friend of a friend, or oh, I saw him play. Is somebody five players you just really, you just really. Hmm. All right, so probably, 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 honestly, for this year, probably uh, Jalen and Trey, and then I really enjoy watching Shea. Believe it or not, I believe <laughs> SGA. I like watching SGA. No, he's, um, he's so smooth. He's just so yeah. Smooth. I, I, I let's see who else. Yeah, um, yeah, eight points in the third quarter. Ended the game with thirty-two. I think. Just, yeah, he's he, he's, he's just to the midi, slows down and just. I've always like watching Kyrie play. I've always watching Kyrie play. He just, you know how he is with the basketball in his hands. It's been just like a maestro out there for show. And then I was, I'd probably maybe say PG 13, Paul George. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I, I would like to say like certified hoopers, like in terms of enjoyment and playing, like, all right, yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of the guys model their game after PG because they know his game is, is one of the smoothest. No, I, I do see on yeah he's six eight six nine Kyrie. I'm looking if he does pretty. pretty. So, now, with any know. of those players, can you see any of those players out of that five besides Jalen Trey? Could you see any of those coming up, coming here? Is there a world uh, where Paul George leaves? He's like LA just doesn't. I don't think so, but just you know, just for for content purposes, you don't. Can you see that? I mean, not necessarily just because. Would you Would you give up Trey for Paul George? No. <laughs> would I you would. give up Trey for Shea? Mm, you pause. That's all I needed. That's okay. all I needed. Pause. <laughs> Come on, Shane and Jay. All right. All right you pause. I bet. No, I mean, the, the thing you is. You thought about it. If, as long as, if you just thought about it, that means yes. I'm dead. He said not about cool. it means yes. It's cool. I would never turn on ice straight, but if you will, then that's just you, bro. I can't believe uh, it. This man trying to push your narrative. No. <laughs> on, nah. now, now imagine waking up tomorrow and you see that. Bryce Lewis says that Shane, you'd be like, I didn't even say that. Exactly. I have to I have to turn the negative into a positive. If it breaks people to the channel, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, they be, turn negative into a positive. Just imagine you say, I never said that. You'd be wow, I can't believe. Nah, but nah, I, I I would go, I would stick with Trey for real. Um just because I just I'm riding and die with the guy. So I mean I cause I feel like I mean they both are gonna give you 30 a game. I don't I don't know what the, the particular difference is. At least with Trey, I know I'm getting elite playmaking as well. Yeah, honestly, I don't think the Hawks need to move anybody. Honestly, I think what happened is they had a, a, a soon-to-be max player get hurt for a month, so they just they're missing a lot of production. So if you lose your one of your starters, you know any team, you lose one of your starters for a month, you're probably not going to have a good, you know, you're gonna. So now when you're losing, now you're like, man, I'm tired of losing, but like. But the thing is, other teams have lost guys and they're still winning. So they're like, why is the Hawks unable to do that? Cleveland lost three, four guys and they're still winning. Chicago lost two of their starters and they're starting to win some more games recently. So I've always said death is an issue. The Hawks used to be able to go 10 deep. They can't now. What's their, what's their, who, what, what's Cleveland's record? I don't know. Uh, let me check. Cleveland's record is 20 and 15. They're on a two-game winning streak right now. Who, who, who did they lose out of their uh... – They lost – I think Garland's out for about a month. Okay. Offensive-only player. player. Who else? And then was it – was it – it wasn't Mobley, was it? It was Mobley, but they also lost Mobley, I think. Okay. They lost Mobley for a bit. Well, they, have Jared, they have Jared Allen, so that's kind of the same. I mean, 
Okay, okay. They lost the shooter too. I can't remember. I think Chris Levert just got back recently. Um, but yeah, they had a couple a couple of injuries that that was affecting them. Yeah, Garland, Mobley, and then I mean, I guess I mean nobody's really worried about Ty Jerome. So yeah, those those are your guys. So that's two starters, and Garland's cool. probably your second best player. Who else lost some people? You said Boston. Who else you said? Who else did I say? I said, oh, I said the Bulls have been playing better uh, as of late. Who did they lose? Was it Levine and uh, Vucevic? Offensive players. See, I feel like Jalen's a high. He's a high caliber. Like, no, Jalen's a two way for sure. I feel, nah. I, feel, I feel like I'm saying like if you lose your offensive, guy, okay, you get every out that offense. But you lose. And Caruso's been in and out of the lineup too. Yeah, defensive guy. I feel like there's good there. You know, he, you're losing a, a two way player. Like his offense and defense mirror each other, so it's like. I'm going to help over, chase down blocks. Even if I just clog up, like, I watch every game. He guards the best player. I see him guard Giannis one-on-one. Like, everyone you name isn't going to guard Giannis in Zion and be asked to score 15 to 18 tonight. So, it's like, it's the difference of a two-way player. Like, I'm trying to think in my head, like, two-way play. Like, if Boston were to lose Tatum or Brown, it's like, okay, now we're losing offense and defense. Like, you know. Like, the thing too with, like, is, like, the thing with Jalen, like, is like yes, we lost Jalen, and that was big. Obviously, he's like top three player of the team now. But the issue was is that my issue was the end of the bench because we're playing guys like Garrison Matthews and Wesley Matthews, and they're giving us they may play a total of like 15, 17 minutes, and you're getting like three points. And I'm like, we lost Jalen, we just lost 15 to 16 points, about six, seven rebounds, and like three assists. And if we're only getting three a point from two extra players who are playing, no, no, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. But I feel like if you lose an elite two-way player, then you're not going to have a good uh, – you're going to have a bad month. If you lose for a I mean, I think that's why they're struggling now because even though people hate DeAndre Hunter, I mean, that's why I was like, oh, yeah, Jalen and DeAndre back. Blah, blah, now DeAndre's out for, I think, another week. As much as, you know, people may not be the fan, biggest fans of him, I mean, he's technically a two-way guy, and you lost him. I, didn't, I had no idea the streets wasn't, wasn't rocking with him. I had no idea. I didn't even know the streets didn't like DeAndre. They, they, I feel like DeAndre's fine. I just think – People want more from that spot from him. And sometimes he doesn't play with the smartest basketball IQ at times. Mm-hmm. So I think people just get frustrated because they feel like we need more. Because the thing about DeAndre is like, you know, sometimes I feel like he's one of those guys where he guards quicker players, like guards. He struggles where he guards more traditional forwards and wings. He, he's usually better against them. Um, that's why I always say like teams against the Heat, I always say he's like key. Because Heat are a more physical team. DeAndre is a stronger guy. He can physically match up with them. See, right there, the Hawks lost two of their starting two-way players whose offense and defense are kind of – Yeah, it'd be a good cliche. You're going to lose. You're going to lose games. You're going to lose – people want to get upset. You're losing. Like, no matter who you have, you're losing. It's going to – you're going to – like, remember when the Lakers had all those five players? Sheet? Russ, everybody, Melo. You're losing. You don't know, who's in the locker room. You're losing. You're going to be upset. You're going to – people are going to say, I want to leave, and I'm upset. I just feel like if they win eight more games, they should they, that they should have won. That they were comfortably up and really should have won, like like the other day when they were up versus um, Thunder. People were leaving the arena with like five minutes left. They were they were leaving, and they almost ended up losing the game. They had to come into a last second shot where the guy missed it and then went overtime. But like, I think like if you win those games, and it's all love. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I listen, I believe in winning carries it all too, man. But like right now, I think you know, front office is probably feeling pressure um, to to do something because I mean. Got to figure out how we're gonna get this team back on track and how we can how we can start winning games. I mean, at the end of the day, because you know you gotta. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a win result. This is a results league, uh, and if you don't have the result, that can that can lead to changes, and that's something that you know we have to we have to face and, and kind of be ready to adjust and get ready for. So 
I think overall, I mean, you just got to look. That's why you hear the trade rumors and you look at the things that are out there right now. And obviously we won't know when, what happens until something actually happens. So, and then we'll know how stuff came together. Because I always say this about a lot of reporters. A lot of these reporters leak information, but a lot of these reporters know more than they know what they tell us. That's why when something happens, then they can give us this long pa- pa- paragraph about what all led to this. But this is stuff you didn't hear before it. Because, I mean, you know, you, as a reporter, you're not going to give all your, you're not going to give everything away for no reason. You're just going to wait until something happens. Like, if, if you don't put a name on it, you can't. I just, I just don't believe it. If you don't put, if you don't put a name on it, you can't. Yeah, so I mean, I've seen it so much. Like the ratio of cap to truth is probably like eighty twenty. I just feel like you can say whatever, and like you know, I don't know. Unless you hear someone, like I doubt people. I doubt Moses Moody because I talk to him too. He's he doesn't talk to a lot of people. He's not a he's like gentlemen, go work, go home, eat, chill with the family. Like very family. They don't. They're not just talking to random people. The people they talk to are like he talks to his brother mostly. His brother is with him all the time. It's relative. Mm. Uh, so I just don't. I just like they just throw it out there, and like if a player were to comment, oh, I didn't say that, then it just blows up. So I just like you mm. just you kind of I mean, you, you had players say that you, you kind of say whatever you want. Yeah, you've had players kind of sometimes quote and be like, "Yeah, I never, I'm I'm the source." Like what? Like I never, you know. I mean, we've seen the arguments like Stephen A. He gotten in trouble a couple times. Players like I never said that. He, he's like, "Well, I talk to people from your camp," and he's like, "Who told you in my camp?" <laughs> so yeah, you know, just lying, like when, yeah. So I, I, I definitely did that for sure. But I mean, um, we uh, we uh, have uh, Hawks have Orlando coming up next. Uh, how are you feeling about that game against Orlando, who has been a surprise team so far this year for people? Um, I feel like they're a good team. They don't really have a lot of outside. Like uh, I don't know if they don't. They have so many good point guards and shooting guards. So I think that's the team that's going to probably trade a bunch of people because they have like five point guards that all do the same thing. Can all dribble, shoot, and attack the cup like Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Jalen Suggs, Michael Fultz, um, Cole Anthony. They have so many players that literally you just can't watch them play. They're the same guys. So I don't know if they're going to move some stuff around. I don't know if we take somebody like that. I don't know if we need somebody like that. I don't know. But You like Paula? <sighs> yeah, but he's just to me, he's just he's just like Jalen's brother. Like, that's what Jalen would be if he got the if, – if Quinn was there from the beginning. He'd be hmm. 20-10 guy every night. Super comfortable, super just oh green light, shoot whatever I want. No, like you might have a game where you go two for ten. All right, do it again. Oh, I feel that's kind of so. I feel like yeah, they both went to Duke, both number one. So I look for I look for Jalen to have. I'm gonna take the over on twenty five points. Over okay. I mean, hey, he's been having he's been having some. He had strong three games. I'm gonna take the over on him and Paolo. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You think Hawks get back on track? You think they get the win in that game? I think, I think they do. And then that I think this is in Orlando. I think that home stretch they have this month, where they have six home games this month. Mm-hmm. I think if they win those games out, everyone stays. I think Dejounte stays if they win because they're going to feel good. Kumbaya, they're probably going to hang. I feel like if that that stretch right there depends determines who's leaving because you're at home, crowd behind you, your family behind you. I feel like if you win those games, then that, you know, I don't know if he's going to stay forever, but this season, if he, if those, if that, if that looks good, that, that home stretch is good. I feel like that kind of, they, they go on a little streak where they win 10 out of 15, 10 out of 12, and they, they build momentum. And they, I feel like that right there is going to be a huge determining factor. 
Yeah, I get that for sure. I get that for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping for the same thing. Just hoping to get back on track. Everybody just gets back on on the ship and plays well, um, and then they get like a strong uh, defensive performance because that's where Orlando's been really holding their hat on is their defense because they have a lot of guys who are long and you know just kind of be able to defend uh, multiple positions and switch. So uh, if they can if they can find success like they did in, in Mexico City, um, I think you know I think that could bode well for the team and everything like that. But I think I think that's all the time we got here on the podcast, sir. I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, let them know one more time where they can find you, Marlon. Um, all my social medias are at Marlon's Room, and uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what they play tonight, don't they? Uh, no, I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow they play last night. Yeah, play- I think it's Monday. Is when we play again. So yeah, Sunday six o'clock game. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah, I see. I see Paolo. I see Jalen just dominating Paolo. Cause like I don't think he's ever said it, but I they look the same. They, oh, you do the same thing I do. Both of the Duke stuff. So that's probably like the game he probably circles. Okay, okay. I like that take. I like that take for sure, man. But like I said, guys, it was your believe a Hawks podcast. It's your boy Bryce Lewis. That's Marlon. See you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.